Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. It's your favorite friend on Wednesdays, David Wheels Maxwell. Listen, it's been a couple weeks since I've been live. I did one live show, and then we took a week off because I had to have some dreaded dental work done. And uh, then I posted something that I had previously recorded, but we're back with you live. This is the way I like to be so I can interact with the people that are going to be watching this podcast. And I'm super excited about this podcast. We will jump into it in just a moment, but I have to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Falenga's Gourmet and Artisan Cotton Candy. This takes cotton candy to a whole new level. I'm not talking flavors like cherry and blueberry like you used to get at the Red Wings game. No, I'm talking flavors like fireball, pickle, banana. That's right. I said pickle and banana, and they make your taste buds dance. I'm telling you right now. So give my friend Jennifer over at Falenga's a call, would you please? And check out her Facebook page, uh, Falenga's Gourmet and Artisan Cotton Candy. They do cakes, they cotton candy cakes, they, they de do deliveries. They are also at the public market. And if you tell them that you heard this ad right here on Wednesdays with Wheels, you will get a dollar off your purchase. So make sure you check out Falenga's Gourmet and Artisan Cotton Candy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited about this podcast. Uh, I have a former classmate of mine turned rock star overnight with her appearance on uh, a Shark Tank, Athena Kazvikis. Athena, how are you? I am awesome. How are you, man? I am so good. And listen, you made Rochester and all the people that went to school with you so proud. Uh, I couldn't do what you did. I would have been uh, shaking in my wheels, shall we say. Uh, so first of all, tell us, for those that may not have seen the episode, tell yeah. us about your company, and yeah. then we'll then we'll jump into some of the, the finer points of the company and your yeah. appearance on Shark Tank. So I am the founder and owner and kind of everything of uh, my company, Behave Bras. So we make uh, the most beautiful wire-free bras for large busts um, because that is something that I'm intimately familiar with. Um, and we are an e-commerce company. I launched us in 2020 and we are crushing it. Um, but Shark Tank has taken it to a, a much, much different level as of recently. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh it's been a while like we haven't slept yet. Sorry, couldn't even do my hair. Well, love That's you, all right. But just couldn't couldn't pull it. That's through. all right. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to send you a Wednesdays with wheels t-shirt and I'm going to send you a Wednesdays with wheels hat so the I days will, I will wear them. I will wear them. So the days you don't feel like you can't do your hair cuz you know you've been taking business meetings and all that stuff, just throw the Wednesdays with wheels hat on and I will. I totally yeah. Well, I needed you. I was just talking about that. Absolutely. So I want to start back at the beginning for yeah. just a second. And you said, and you said on your appearance on Shark Tank that uh, this was something you dealt with um, uh, growing up and, and not being able to find the right bra that fit and all yeah. that stuff. But let's go back to how does the ID, how does the ID even come about? And is there a moment where you're like, is this too like conceptualizing an idea yeah. to me? Cause I watch shark tank all the time. And I, after I'm done watching it, I think to myself, man, I need to come up with something. And then, but you think about stuff and you're like, but where do I begin? So for you, yeah. how did that all start for you? Where did you begin? 
Um, so I knew in college that I wanted to be an entrepreneur someday, but I'm, I'm, I'm a very, you know, part of the reason I don't go on social media that much, Dave, is because I believe in nuance. So I think people can be multiple things at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. I think we sort of tend to distill everybody down into a box, right? And sure. I am very multiple things at one time, um, not personalities, but, <laughs> but other things. And <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the things, you know, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I'm, I tend to be very practical. And so practically speaking, I was like, well, I don't know enough to run an entire company successfully. That's kind sure. of how my head works where I'm like, I don't know enough yet. And it's, you know, I'm not going to do something to fail. That's not what I feel like doing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just set everything up so that at the point where that like eureka moment hits, I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. Yeah. So that's practical Athena. Like I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That was what I was like, I would crush as a sports broadcaster. No doubt. So right. I had looked into, uh, I got into the Newhouse School of Broadcasting and I also got into Simon School. And I was, wow. yeah. And so I was like, business, let's go make a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Like that was my choice. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's how so, I ended up like in business school. Yeah. By the way, those are two pretty cool choices though. That's why, I, you know, my passion is sports. Like I'm obsessed with sports. I love sport. It's the only TV I watch. It's like, I I'm, and you know, I'm like the world's biggest bills fan ever. So I've been mafia since Ma before mafia, right? Like since I was right. two, going to school, crying on the bus. Have you, like, have know, you jumped through a Have you jumped through a table yet? You know, I, that's not OG. That's not original Bills Mafia. I'm talking like wear the AFC championship t-shirt to school, school while you're crying because you've just lost your fourth Super Bowl. Like that's me. And the Zuba pants, right? You got to wear the Zuba yeah, pants. Exactly. Yeah. I have a flag that we put up outside the house here. Huge flag. We hang over the garage on uh, game days in Patriots country. Like, I don't care. Well, well, listen, you're just outside of Boston. That can't endure you to your neighbors too well. Don't care, Dave. Don't care. Don't care. Nope. Well, we'll talk more about sports at the end of the podcast. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I so went to school. I went to school with Athena and I didn't even know any of this so this is all interesting to me well, dude, i played soccer i was on the well, I, I didn't i didn't know that yeah but i didn't know you were like a uh oh. sport nut and wanted to get into to broadcasting yeah so i i was like let's get trained up let's figure it out right. um, and then as i go i'll i'll the idea will come right we will know and and that's not really a plan but that's the best i could do at the time so I did. And I worked for Procter and Gamble and I ran a bunch of brands there. And um, that's kind of the closest you're going to get to running your own company, because I mean, it's it, it's called brand management marketing. It's you do like five percent marketing. It's literally all business management, agency management operations. I mean, it's it's, you know, literally like being a mini CEO. Right. Um, and then. You know, I just didn't fit in that well in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's, I just didn't love it in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, right. I missed home a lot. I missed Rochester. And so uh, I ended up actually taking a job with like a billionaire out in Boston. Um, you know, very mission oriented company. I wanted to do something that was like giving back to people. And okay. so I did that. That was crazy. 
Um, and then throughout my career, I just sort of got to the point where um, I was a vice president um, or CMO, depending, uh, working, you know, out of state at a company in Atlanta that a private equity group put me in. And I was traveling, it turned out like at the end there every week. So I would, I would leave on Monday. I'd come back late Friday night. I would just, I would live in a hotel. I had, was like diamond platinum member in like all these hotels. And right. I just was so unhappy. I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to go well, and probably a little burned out too, right? With all that uh, travel and what's the thing you get so burned out. And then you're like, so that's really where the, the seed comes in because you're burned out. You're like, okay, what am I working towards? Right. What do I want? And, and then, and then, you know, all those things 10 years ago that you said you were going to do, you're like, mm. oh, I, you know, what I really want is this, I want to own my own company. And so that's where it started is kind of getting fed up and saying, okay, like, let's think of what is the thing. And so I spent a couple more years like that. And one day I just had had enough with the situation. I was just like, I can't sleep comfortably with this right, right now. And, right. you know, I'm over 30. Things are going to go south. Let's right. call it what it is. Like, let's get into some preventative maintenance. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I started to kind of think about it. And, um, and I went to an entrepreneur talk which I'm not big into like self-help books and, you know, yeah, there you go. yeah. but I went with a friend so she wouldn't be alone. And um, I met a guy who's like a local, like kind of like big guy in the entrepreneur community. And I said, Hey, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this idea I and mean, this is the problem. And, you know, he was like, do it. And I was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just go figure out how to do it. And I was like, okay. But that's, I mean, that's the problem, right? When people just say, go do it. And then you have to sit there and think, well, what's my first step? But I want to I, I want to go back for just a second because you said something interesting to me. And I'm a firm believer and I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you also think like I do that it's sometimes right place, right time? Like, yeah, meet, meeting the right Meaning that, like you said, you work for that that uh, billionaire, and you did that for a little while. Yeah. And but each each step along the way sets you up to be ready for this. Yeah. You know, what's so, funny is I, I'm not a believer in everything happens for a reason, right? Um, because I do believe that that sort of gives people license to take their their foot off the gas, right? It's like right, sure. Why try so hard if it's going to happen anyways? Sure. Um, but I think that one of the things that I do believe in, in general, is that you, looking back, I think it is wildly clear and um, easy to understand how things have set you up. I don't, right. I think it's hard for me in the moment to really get it, but I look back and I'm like, well, that, like you just said, that clearly right. led to this, which led to this, um, so yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, right? Because you're like, well, I got it, I got me here, but I didn't realize at the time maybe that this is what was like. I didn't know that I needed someone just to give me permission. For sure, and I and I look at my own self. You know, I was on the Brother We Show years before I became a regular, and when I was on years before I became a regular, I wasn't ready at the time. Yeah like I am now to do what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's experience and it's time and it's all of that. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm interested to know because I, you and I had talked off camera a little bit and 
over some messages. Uh, when when Shark Tank, how does Shark Tank become a reality for you? In the sense of, take me through that process. Like, how how do you decide that? I think Shark Tank's what I the next step I need, and like, what is the what is the process in even getting the producers yeah. to to take a look at you and take a look at your company? Uh, behave bras to get you on get to get you in the tank per se well i think you can apply online okay so I think that that that's a thing but um i you know i was in a startup accelerator out here in boston called mass challenge and uh, i think they got a hold of my info from there okay. or maybe they, they saw me on linkedin i'm not really sure um but i got a call from a casting director and, oh really? So they reached out to you? Yeah, yeah, and I I thought it was a crank call, so I was like, sure, right. <laughs> but the lady was really nice, and I was like, you know, let me give you a bra fitting. And so I, uh, yeah. Anyways, I I ended up giving her a bra fitting, and over the phone because I I do care, right? Like this is right. not one of those things where. I'm only in it to make money. I need to make money to support myself at some point here. Right. Ultimately, I started it to help other women. So, you know, I light up like a Christmas tree when I like find a woman in need. I'm like, let me help you. Right. So let me, let me show you what you've been missing. Absolutely. I'm just like, I, you know, I struggled. I don't want you to have to struggle. Right. And so at the end of it, she was like, God, they would love you on Shark Tank. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds really cool you know, maybe I'll look into that. And she was like, I was like, what's the process, right? Do you know the process? And she was like, well, this was the first part. Uh, you've already passed the first yeah. part. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm, I can be intelligent a lot, but sometimes I'm not that sharp. So I was but like, it's interesting to me because you didn't even know that that was the first step in the process. No, no I had no well, idea. Let me ask you this. If you had known that that was the first step in the process, would you would you have been a little more nervous or approached it differently? Maybe. I mean, maybe it's hard to say, you know, not I've not a lot of people impress me. I got to be honest with you. I like worked for a billionaire. I was not impressed. I'm all. the same way. Yeah, I think what, people that impress me have always been the ones that are doing something active right. for other people and, and are right. real and are transparent. And like, so I don't. I get nervous, but it more about like for myself, like just being right. like, I want to be me and I want to right. feel like someone has heard me or seen me. Not necessarily like, oh, you're so important. Like, I don't care. I've, right. I've, so I've met so many famous people and I'm just like, cool. Like, I, I, I know I, I was, because uh, we became friends on Facebook and I was uh, scrolling through your Facebook and I saw you with some pretty, uh, uh, but again, they're just people, right, Athena? That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, say it all, I say it all the time. They have a skill like you're good with bras, right? That's right. You have a skill. I have uh, a bunch of skills. Let's be clear. But I have right, but, but You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's one of your skills. Yeah. Tony yeah. Stewart, he's mm -hmm. good at driving mm -hmm. a car. Oh, right? he's funny. He's funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just people that get impressed by other people. I'm like, they put their pants on the same way you and I do. Well, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm, I don't know how many female listeners you have on here, but um, 
it's I'm I'm the same way with men. I'm the you know dating wise. Right. Just like right. I remember when I was uh, in college, I worked at TC Hooligans for I was oh. a bartender there for like five years throughout sure. college, the business school. Yeah, and I remember I used to, you know I used to get some men in there that just they assume because you work there that you're like dumb as a box of rocks, right? And you know you make three dollars an hour, and you know they're. I remember I had this guy in there once and he was just like being really obnoxious about how I should, you know, go for a drive in his car. And he, right. oh, I, got a, I got a convertible and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like trying to be kind, trying to be whatever. And finally right. I was, he, he started to get a little not um, classy. We'll put it that way. And finally I was right. like, okay, bud, here's the deal. If this is the best you have to offer, a right. ride in your car, right? If that is what you think is your highest best feature about you yes. as a human, right? I can tell you, man, you right. need to go back and rethink. Like this is right. not interesting to me. I have my own car, and I bet you would be interested to know I make more than a hundred k. Right. Exactly. So good. All good. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't it? It's interesting too, and I'd be interested from your perspective. As a woman in the in the business world, did, did you feel like when you were working for Procter and Gamble and now even running your own company, like when you walk into a room, do you feel like you have more to prove because you're a woman and it's it still is a male dominated? Oh, Dave, I worked at companies with all men. One of my right. companies who I I you know still love them. Um, I was the only female executive, the only female on the board of directors, the only female with basically, you know, 10, 15 Navy SEALs, like ex-military bros. And then there's right. me. Yeah. I'm used to being the youngest person in the room by 10, 15, 20 years, at least. Uh, board of directors, 30 years. I'm used right. to kind of um, having people think that I'm the receptionist or, <laughs> which is true, right? like the right. one bringing the coffee. I'm used to it, man. But I right. think I just have a different perspective where I'm like, I hope that I get wildly underestimated. No problem. Like I'm, I'm like, yes, sure. I'm the result. Right. 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 And then I'm going to like blow your hair back and eat your lunch, but no problem. Totally receptionist. Great. Right. <laughs> and then I'm going to prove to you and not that I need to prove to you, but I'm going to knock your socks off and, and but you're going to have a stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a whole new appreciation for what I can really bring to the table. I uh, just sort of don't care about what other people think of me as long as I like me and I think I'm being a good human. Right. And I'm doing right. what I want to do. Like I, does that make sense? That's the bullying in high school thing. That's really where I got to. After that was listen, like Athena, it makes more sense than I think. I think the two of us talking off camera before we went live can understand it even better because what I say to people all the time is in, you know, most people in Rochester now know me as wheels. Yeah. Right? And that's my persona, but I always say it could all be over tomorrow. And if at the end of the day, I can lay my head on the pillow and know I was a good human being right, exactly, and, and help somebody out and maybe taught somebody else, who has a child with a disability that just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't live a fulfilling life. That's then that's my purpose in life. Right. Right. All the other stuff is great. And like you said, you, we all need to make money to live. Yeah. But that's not what, that's not where the passion comes from. That's right. 
Yeah. I am interested to know because I watched the episode and uh, I watch Shark Tank all the time. Ah, okay. What is it like? What is it like walking into <laughs> walking into the tank? Because yeah. you know you make that long that long walk, uh-huh. and you had a little bit of a different experience. I feel like from some of the other shows that I've watched, you got a deal pretty much right away, and like. There wasn't a lot of drama. Uh, I there know. wasn't drama. I there know. wasn't any of that. No. So first, let's start with what's it like walking into the tank? Do they set parameters on you as as how long your pitch can be and all that stuff? Like, what's yeah, that like? They so once you get through casting, and they're like, okay, next phase. They assign you uh, production teams, and you work with two producers who are there to kind of make sure you have your stuff together, right? So like you have a pitch and you have a set and you have a plan. Um, And there's, you know, they want so much information about you and your company and everything that it's a full-time job almost quite frankly. So yes, they, they, they ask for your pitch. Um, Last year they asked for my pitch and uh, I was like, okay. And so I wrote out my pitch and I sent it to them and they're like, perfect. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, don't right. know. I thought we were going to talk about this. And they're like, no, right. perfect. And I was like, you sure? And they're like, no, we love it. It's great. And I'm like, okay. So I had a weird experience where I had to, like, my producer team was awesome. They were fun. Like we'd get on our video chats every week and just kind of shoot the shit. So right. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't right. like more dramatic, but. I think what they ended up liking in me was I'm not afraid to say the quiet parts out loud, right? Like mm. I'm not embarrassed about my body or other people's body. I don't, right. we all have boobs. You have boobs. Like, right. Well, you do. So I, right. I, I'm just like, why don't we all like act like adults right now? And right. just have like a normal, like conversation about problems so that we can solve them right acting like a bunch of giggling toddlers when someone says the word breast so i that's kind of like i had a really easy experience in that sense the the part that is terrifying terrifying is that you that place is cavernous dave okay huge so like that studio is just the size of a city block. Right. <laughs> you walk through there. First of all, I blacked out. They put me on a, on a X. I've been there six hours. So at this point, I'm like, I'm never going to shoot. It's fine. So right. and all that stress builds all day. And then all of a sudden they grab me out of this chair in the ba- in backstage. And they're like, she ready? And they're like, yeah. And I, I'm not thinking that it's going to happen right away. Cause it's been right. hours. Right. And they're like, get ready. Every time they'd say, get ready. I, I was like, ready, been ready. So, yeah, right. I, yeah. right. You know, and then some guy pulls me around a curtain and he's like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, what's up? And he's like, okay, stand here. Five, four, three. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, now? Now? And I, I blacked out totally, completely disassociated. Like, I cannot tell you. I watched it for the first time on Friday. With and you, you don't remember it? No. Not really. Yeah. No. I remember being in my head, giving myself like a high five, being like, good job. But I don't actually remember the words that I said. I had prepared so much that it was muscle memory, all of it. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Is there, are there retakes? Like, do they, no, they, 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 no so it's all just, it is live. So I was, you know, they're driving me around the studio all day and these little golf carts being like, go check your product. It's over here and set up your set and go to hair and makeup and then go back to hair and makeup and go, I don't know, go sign the legal release form and whatever. Right. right? And, um, and we were like on the back lot in a golf cart and all of a sudden like slams <laughs> on the brakes and they put up a screen, like a, like a Japanese screen or something. Right. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And they're like, oh, sorry, wait, hold on. And apparently one of the sharks had stepped out of the back of a studio okay. and you're not allowed to see them. Oh, when really? Like, no, you don't see them. You don't talk to them. They don't want anything to... The, the show is based on that moment of right. obviously like utter joy and surprise and excitement right. or failure. It's, it's interesting to me because listening to you, just as someone who watches the show, obviously we wouldn't know this, right? Some of this. And so it's interesting to me that some of these people that go on, because I'm sure you had seen the, uh, had you, so let me ask you this first. Had you seen the show before you and you'd, you'd never even seen the show. I'd seen clips and um, you know, I was told by a couple people that I had known that had gone on the show before you know, maybe you should just watch like every episode of Shark Tank. And I told you, I like watching sports. So I that wasn't exciting to me. I was right. like, Meh. so I went to watch episodes and I just, it made me nervous. And I was like, you know what? This isn't right. going to be helpful for me. Um, the other thing is, is, you know, I've always said this, Dave, but like, I am only me. The best I'm going to be able to do is Athena Perfect 10. Right. Right. It was an right. Athena perfect 10. It is not a Dave perfect 10. It is right. not anybody else perfect 10. And so I decided that I would just focus on myself, like getting myself comfortable and confident and prepared and not worrying about what's happened to everybody. Because I'm never going to be someone else. I'm never going to have their career. I'm never going to have their life. Why don't we just not worry about that at all? Just right. focus all of my attention on what I can personally do. And then if I suck or if it doesn't work out, at least I'm like, hey, I did the best I could. Right. And that's all. You, and like you said, that's all you can do. It's the best. And, I, and I think you and I are so similar in so many ways. Yeah. And it's it's really great to reconnect with you, even if it's, you know, through a podcast like this. But it's oh, hey, when I come home next time, I'll hit you we're up. Gonna to, we're going to have to yeah. we're going to have to go have dinner. Uh, well, I want, no, we're going to get cotton candy because I was here for the promo. And apparently there's someone making pickle cotton candy and I must have that. Yes, there is. And it's, it's, it's really good. I so have, I love cotton candy. I must have candy. So we will go and hit that up. If you want to go to the, would you say Boston public market? Uh, no, it's at, it's at the Rochester public market. Rochester yeah. public market. I yeah, love, so we will go and we will yeah. get some cotton candy yeah. and, uh, but it's, I will tell you that, the one thing that I find similar in our stories is I don't like to, I go out and give talks about what it was like growing up with a yeah. disability and all that stuff. And of course now it's all virtual and on zoom and <laughs> all of that stuff. And, but I don't like to prepare either because the more I prepare, the yeah. more nervous I get. So yeah. hearing you say you didn't want to watch episodes of no. Shark Tank no. because it made you nervous. Yeah. So you were really just, walking in there and it was like a blank slate for you other than what 
the producers had told you in your pitch that you had set up. Yeah, but I mean, that's clear. I prepared, but what I prepared was how I could. I prepared to pay attention to right. what I was seeing, um, you know, to understand Mark Cuban, who is different from Barbara, who is I, I did a lot of like, you know, pre preparation on understanding who they were as people. And that was going to be my next question. Yeah. So before you go any further, I want to talk about that, because my first thought when you said you had never seen the show before was then she's walking in not knowing who no. I, I figured you knew who Mark Cuban was because you're such a big sports fan. So everybody who knows sports knows Mark Cuban. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of the, the uh, outlandish owner of the Dallas Mavericks yeah. in the NBA and very outspoken in a lot of different areas, mm -hmm. but it's interesting. You did. So you did research on each one of the sharks. You got it. That's yeah. so interesting. So, can you tell me one thing you maybe one? I'm not gonna have you go through each one, right. but let's just let's just say Mark Cuban, for example. What's one thing you learned about, through your research of Mark Cuban uh, that you learned that helped you when you went into the tank? Well, I learned a lot about me by doing research too, right? Like I get nervous and I talk too much. I'm like blah 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 blah. Like shut up, Athena. So, so do I. <laughs> so one of the things that Mark doesn't love is. When people don't answer his question, he wants, when he asks you a question, he right. expects you to stay focused and just give him the information he is requesting. And right. so one of the things, and, and then you combo that with me, who I get nervous and I talk too much, and that's a problem. Right. right. Um, so a, a great example, like one of my solutions was counting on my fingers, right? Like you try it, wheeze, like wheeze, wheels, you, you bullet point when you count on your finger it's it's the best way i found for me to be concise and so right. you'll see it in the show they showed me like counting all my fingers i was like let me give you the numbers boom 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 like because that was the only way to do it it's so funny i remember now that you say that i remember that on the episode i think it was mark asked you some numbers oh, and yeah. you were like let me give them to you and you literally were counting on your fingers but it is interesting because doing that and those little techniques will slow your cadence down. And so you're not talking so fast and you're more focused. Yeah. It's interesting because was Barbara was also one of the sharks, right? It was lovely. Barbara was great. Yes. Now, it seems to me, just as a casual observer watching the show, one of the things that Barbara doesn't like is when she goes to ask a question and the person that's pitching i.e. you, you didn't do this, but let's say it was you. She asked the question, but then another shark asked the question and they go focus on this other shark. Barbara seems to get yeah. very upset by that. Yeah, and I don't blame her because it's not great. Uh, I practice that. How to deal with chaos. Um, when you have multiple questions, one of the things you've seen is that they'll come at you from different sides. And right. so... I dealt with that, right? Uh, that happened with her and Mark Cuban twice. And so I said, Mark, like, I hear you, but I think you know, I'd like to get to Barbara's question first because, you know, so, she came first. Yeah. Interest, interesting then. Did that not make air? Because I don't remember. No. Mm -mm. That didn't make the air. Listen, it, what didn't make the air was the, the two minute, one minute, whatever it was, speech that Mark Cuban gave that was like so nice. 
to me. I mean, it's what it that's what triggered the deal with Kevin. Mark went on this whole speech. You know, I hate saying it out loud because then it sounds like I'm not humble about it. But no, I was please. So confused. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he so was what like, was what was his speech I then? Tell you that you got to be the most impressive entrepreneur I've seen on the show. You came here to play. Like, you know, your numbers, you're clearly well-prepared. And I love that you're humble about this. Like you didn't even bring up that you have an MBA and that you worked at Proctor and all these other things. Right. Until like, we had to like pry that out of you because you're so right. laser focused on your business and you understand what it, what, what getting on Shark Tank and having one of us invest is going to do for you. I got to tell you, I'm super impressed. As soon as he shut his mouth, Kevin went in. That's why it was a 10 minute thing for me in there. It's usually 30 to 45 minutes. And they think I might've been like one of the fastest ever. As soon as he said that Kevin was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> like, he like, right. Did yeah. any of the other sharks, did any of the other sharks uh, offer a deal or no? No, they didn't. No, there were no other offers. I think it, uh, they got boxed out a little bit. Um, right. You the offer was so? the offer was too good. Uh yeah. To and really it, make any it other was moves. Made known, I think, in there while I was in there that the offer was going to be something no one can touch. Um, and it was, right? Right. So. It's interesting. Now, knowing that you had never seen the show, but you've done your research on each one of the sharks, yeah. were you surprised that it was Kevin? No. Uh well, I was surprised in general. So I just I want to be <laughs> Let me be clear. Like I was surprised in general. That's sort of an unfair question that I just asked you because I I think anybody who's in that in that space at that time right. would be surprised and should be humbled by even getting an offer. So totally. so I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. That's exactly it, Dave. You're right. Right. Um, but you know, I felt like he. I felt like any of them might be interested i felt like he could be a dark horse for us for an offer maybe because i just feel like he would appreciate maybe me as an entrepreneur because i have the hustle right, right? <laughs> it's my money in the company i am poor really poor so right I, right and that's that's i used to make decent money and now i have none so I think he kind of would, I thought he might appreciate the hustle and the, I thought he might appreciate me as an entrepreneur, maybe, maybe not understand the product, but maybe me as an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. It's, it's uh listen, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorites. I know you didn't want, you don't watch the show, but he's Mr. Personality. And well, I've, heard, uh, I've heard, yeah, he, I've heard good things about him. I've, I've heard a lot of people do not like him. Um, You know, I've seen some clips where of him kind of going after someone. Um, or, you know, some of the other sharks going after people. And that was my worst nightmare, right? Is like, right. you can get your, all this, these years I've been working on this blown up in a moment on that show. Well, and it's so interesting just talking to you about it. And the moment where you say you blacked out a little bit. Uh, all the way. Right. Because I often wonder when I'm watching the show and then hearing you say you get all this time with the producers and they, they work on your pitch with you and, and I'm sure all the, all that stuff, right. I often wonder when you walk into the tank, but now the question has been answered for me, how these people don't know their numbers, but I'm assuming some of them have that same moment that you had where they black out or they freak out. 
Well, let's be really clear, Dave. They're not working with you on your numbers. That's you. The only thing they want to make sure is that it's good TV, right? They don't care about your numbers. They don't care. I mean, the sharks do, but the show. So you, that is a, your preparation is yours. It's not, it's not the, you don't. I guess, I guess just, I was thinking in that moment when you know you're hitting the biggest stage and this could be life changing for you. How some of these folks, I'm assuming they all know their numbers going in, right? Well, one would think, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Here's, let me give you a little background. So I was called mass challenge. It's like the biggest startup accelerator in the, in the world country world, not sure, whatever. And I, there's a lot of fronting that goes on. So I, I, I don't, uh, I'm very transparent about things I, to a fault. Right. And mm. so I tend, you know, if stuff's not going well, I'll, I'll, stuff's not going well. I'm not mm. like a big spin person where it's like, rah, rah, rah. I'm so great. Um, and so I, I found out, you know, a couple months into that program when I was a finalist in that program that like, <laughs> I, I, you know, my first two weeks, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Everybody's so much smarter, better, faster, stronger than me. Right. And they're all so successful. And then two months in, I'm just watching companies fall apart left and right. Yeah, they're just better. They're just better at pretending like they are. I think that might be a part of it. Like the whole fake it to you make it's real. But um, right. yeah, I, you know, there. I think some of it is real maybe. And maybe some of it's just the way they edit it. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I, yeah. It's hard to speak about other people's experience because maybe mine was a little weird. Yeah. So. It's interesting when you, because we don't see the editing, right? So yeah, when you when you right, but when you see your interaction with Mister Wonderful, as they call him, uh, you just see him offering you this great offer and and uh, you accepting. But I will say, and I, I was proud of you, just as someone who watches the show on a regular basis, that you did counter offer. Well, now, t- it was so tough. It's like Dave, what do you counter offer? He only right. got five percent. It's like. 17 i don't know right so that was that was my 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 question is what was the what was the did you automatically know when he gave you that offer that you were that was a good offer and you probably should be taking it but there was a part of you that said let me see if i can squeeze a little bit more equity out of this for myself so what was that moment like that moment was like you know, it's a little, it's hard because I don't remember it that well, but it was, it was kind of nerve wracking uh, right. on top of already, you know, just being totally out of your mind um, right. because, because you're like, man, am I going to let someone walk away from a deal like this for 3%? Uh, right. You no, know, I have, like I said, I'm very pragmatic, Dave. So I'm like, man, no, I'm not. Right. Um, so, you know, when he made it, I knew I was going to take it, but it's like, why not have that combo? Because- right. We don't, I don't need to, I'm not going to be one of those people. It's like anybody else want in. He, he had made it pretty clear that no one was going to be able to touch it. Uh, he said right. a couple things that other people were, the other sharks were like, Jesus, my right. God, man. You know, Lori was like yelling at him like, it's too soon. And I was like, what's happening? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's so interesting to me. Uh, talk to me a little bit about after you. Because I know we had another girl, and I'm, I I do not remember her name. I don't. I, she was a cake company, I think, but she was out of Rochester, 
and oh. she signed she signed a deal with uh, Barbara. Awesome. And after she signed the deal with Barbara, uh -huh. I believe she walked away from the deal. Yeah. So my question to you, as much as you can tell, because there might be some stuff you're not I allowed to talk I about. I can't really talk about it. Still. Right. But but uh -huh. there but there is all to, all I'm asking is there is paperwork that needs to be gone over. Oh yeah. Before... I mean, what people need to understand is that when you make a deal on the show, it's like any deal. It's like me telling you like. Like, hey, wheels, like, I'm going to give you my car. Right. Like, okay. I don't need to give you my car. Like, I'm, right. oh, I'm it's sorry. It's sort of a handshake, but there's got to be stuff that's looked over and to make sure that it's all yeah. on the up and up. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. you give me payment or we sign on lines, right. I, mean, I don't have a car to give you or I would. No, don't get me wrong, Dave, but no. So that's okay. Um, I, I I can't drive anyway, so if you gave okay. me a car, it Perfect. would just sit in the driveway and great, pretty, great. Yeah. Um, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, work to do. There's a lot of work to do after. Yeah, and I, and I know there's some things that you can't. We didn't talk about this afterwards, so or beforehand. So yeah. whatever you can't talk about, I completely understand because I'm sure there's still some stuff being worked out. Uh, maybe you can maybe you can talk about this. Uh, how much how much interaction do you have with Kevin after after the show? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's a team, right? I'm assuming yeah. you have more interaction with his team than oh, actually. No yeah, absolutely. You're assuming correct. You know what's really funny though? You want to hear a funny story? I do. So, we've been flat out since the show. Let's talk about results, Dave. Let's talk about results. Right. Um, but before we do that, I had I had a calendar screw up where I had blocked out my calendar for this week and next because I was like, this is going to be insane. Right. And so something screwed up and all of my virtual fittings did not block out. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that that's been bad because in five minutes after airing, they were gone for like a month. And uh, yesterday, one of them was the mother of Mark Cuban's deal guy, like the guy really? his deals. Yeah, right. She was, I met her yesterday. She was lovely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was like, "My son was there. Like he saw you on the show. Like literally while I was doing it, he was there. Like he's always, you know, with Mark doing stuff." And I was like, "Really?" So yeah, yeah. We had a. Uh, we had the deal guy. Um, I met his mom who apparently needs some help with bras. So it seems like I learned so much about bras that through your pitch. Uh, well, you know, the, the, <laughs> well, I, I can always learn more. That is for okay. sure. But I do want to talk more about the business in the sense of how has business been for you? Mm -hmm. We often hear that right after the appearance on the on the tank, uh, a lot of these businesses experience a big boom. Yeah, and they're not prepared for the big boom. I don't website, see Yeah, webs websites crash and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So, how did you best try to prepare yourself for that? And and how is business? And just talk about this whirlwind that you've been on for the last, what is it now, a week and a half? 
two no, weeks. It was last Friday. Last Friday, that's right. Well, a month and a half, but no, it was last Friday. Like we're not even a week out, Dave. Yeah. So yeah. what it what 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 did you do to try to prepare the the yourself for because like you said, it's really just you, right? You do everything for this business. So what did you do to prepare yourself knowing that this this big moment was coming? Everything I possibly could think of. Uh, I called everybody I knew and was like, okay, what are we really talking about here? Um, you know, I have some great people I can call to, to right. help with things. Um, right. I'm everything, but I'm not actually an amazing developer like on websites. Okay. So you know, we use Shopify, which was, I called them probably 17 times. To, to talk through uh, and make right. sure that the site wouldn't fail. I, you know, redesigned the whole website um, to make it look a little better and kind of, you know, it's like I have been in save every penny mode for so long, Dave, that it's been hard to spend money because, you know, I'm, I, so I had to spend a little bit of money, not that much, a couple hundred bucks here and there, but just kind of getting everything up and running. Um, and then the biggest thing was just not throwing a party. You know, celebrating on that night wasn't ever going to be uh, the thing for me. This is, this isn't like, I don't come from a rich family. So right. this is, if this doesn't work, I go do something else, but I work. Um, right. And so I really wanted to make sure that we could make the most of it and be available for as many people to talk to. And so my entire family came and two of my friends, one's from Rochester, she came up and um, we manned the phones. And then we didn't stop manning the phones and then we didn't sleep. <laughs> and then uh, we went nonstop. We have, uh, you know, I haven't looked at the numbers today cause it's too much quite frankly. Um, right. We sold out in two days, not even like less than 48 hours after the show, we sold out of everything. I bought a ton of stuff uh, just preparing back in December for the show. Um, and you've sold out of it. All of it. Yeah, wow. we have like, um, Bravo. you know, 6,000 person wait list on all of our products. You know, we had like 35,000 people to our newsletter. Um, and I still have, you know, basically hundreds and hundreds of people reaching out every couple hours just asking you, like, it's only going to get crazier. We hit a nerve is kind of the best way I can describe it. I, you know, I don't know if it's the shark tank hug of death, like a lot of other companies have. You've heard that, right? It's like, we're so busy. Like someone squeezes you until you die. Um, right. Ours was, we had a nerve with women. Um, I said something that got women, whatever I said, you know, got women to be like, oh my God, you understand me. You get mm. it. It was one of those things. Um, right. so I got, I have gotten every moment of every day, like some of the most emotional women reaching out, just being like, this has been my life for too long. I totally, when you said this, I was like, that's me. Like I'm tired of being in pain. It, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen such emotion um, on a product. I've never worked on a product that has this much emotion. Right. From the it's, in, it's interesting because one of the things you said is you didn't really, th you, you kind of obviously watched the show with your family, but you didn't really take time to celebrate or throw a big party. It's interesting. I know a few entrepreneurs, uh, one I used to work with in radio and he left radio to start his own sauce business. And I'm actually going to, he has a, a podcast that 
he's way more business minded than I am. Yeah. So I think you and him would be a good fit for a podcast because he Maybe. can dive deeper into like the numbers than I'm just not the numbers type of guy and all that stuff. But one thing that always has impressed me about all the entrepreneurs I've been around and I see it in you is you're so driven and so focused on what you're doing that you don't really have time to stop and sort of smell the roses as they would say. You need to like, there's, I need balance. And so right. you know, I said, if we do, if we sell a couple thousand bras, like I'm going to go on vacation, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take my first vacation, go somewhere for a couple of days and just kind of, you know, um, right. but we did yeah. a lot more than that. And so now I think we have a lot. I'm going to try to do something where I can take a couple minutes off, but it's, I'm just too competitive, Dave. Like, you don't, I don't, I have not been this crazy for this long about something and just say, okay, well, good. You know, we got far enough. Thank you for playing. Like, no, I'm like in it to win it. I, you have to be, you have to either be all in. And I am because there is no plan B. I have no one to bail me out if this goes sideways. I never have. So right. you, you, you either got to be like, okay, we're it's a game every day or, you know, it doesn't work out. Right. And it's also easier to do something when you're so passionate about it. Right. right. Yeah. So I, I love, I love radio and I love podcasting. So it's easy to do this. Yeah. And I, you know, for me, I meet one woman a day that I feel like I've helped in some way, shape or form, like by giving her perspective or, or helping fit her size or whatever it is, like just being a friend. Right. And I'm like, re-energize to get up the next day and see if I can do that all over again and all over again and all over. Like I've been responding. We have thousands of emails that we've gotten. Again, it's been five days, less than five days. So it's like, but where I'm getting to every single one and my family's helping, you know, I have the greatest family ever. Um, so they've been helping a ton, just kind of manage this chaos. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It's it. Bravo to you, my friend and great work. Uh, where do you see the company? Uh, you know, I know you're only a week out from this experience, so it's hard to say, you know, you're you're trying to take this all in. But I do remember you I do remember in the your segment that the parts we saw where yeah. you said this is not just about bras, this is about pajamas and everything else. So it almost seems to you, and again, every good entrepreneur I uh, I think seems to have in eye towards the future. So where, where do you see the behavior brand branding out to? I, I think there's a bunch of paths we could take. The one I'm on right now is just um, organic growth and just growing the brand. It, we're more than a technology. I have a patent. Um, I was awarded our, finally our utility patent so after, you know, if you hear on the show that was taped in September, two weeks later, I talked to the examiner on our patent and, you know, we got a patent. So, um, right. I would, yeah, I don't lie about things. When I said it was two weeks from now on that show, I was, I was dead serious. <laughs> sure. And that's what they like though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. So, yeah. um, yeah, I got a meeting with the examiner. We got our patent, but we're a lot more than just a technology. A brand is not something that's a product. A brand is something that's kind of the taste that's left in someone's mouth after they've consumed you, after they've seen your social, they've seen you on TV, they've tried your product, they've seen your packaging. And so it's, it's a lot more valuable to me to build a brand 
than mm. the product. And so I, um, I see us going into the brand side and then I don't know, in three years, I would be great to have some amazing strategic partnerships because the goal is to get this out and to make everybody aware. It's right. not just to build a better bra. You got to have people buy it to change lives. Um, and you got to have people wear it and you got to kind of make it accessible. And so that's really, there's so many things I got to work on, on that side of it. And that could sure. like a ton of different strategic partnerships. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be the next Sarah Blakely. I got to be honest, Steve. <laughs> there's probably only one of those. Um, but I definitely. But you, but you said it earlier. You don't need to be the next Sarah Blakely. No. You just need to be the next Athena. And that's right. That's whatever right. the next what Athena is going to bring us is going to be great. And that's all that you need to that's focus right. on. That's right. Yeah. Trying to be someone else isn't going to, because I learned that very early. Right. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You can't capture somebody else's success. You can only make your own. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'm assuming that working with Kevin's team and all that is going to open more doors for you. And, and, yeah, and, and and all of that. So there's only good going to be good things coming for you. you my friend. Be the last you'll see of me. Hopefully it'll be like, you know, I won't be infamous um, in that way. Hopefully it'll be more tour. I don't I don't have any need to be famous. I got to be honest, like, you know, don't care. But no, yeah, uh, but I do have a need to kind of do the business side of it. And so if that's what comes along with it, great. You'll see me somewhere. Yeah, well. Listen, I know we're going to see a lots of places. Uh, I, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Okay. I hope you don't. I hope you. I hope you don't mind if I do this, but I'm going to make a bold prediction. You heard it first here on Wednesdays with Wheels. You will see my friend Athena will one day be one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? And she will be uh, handing out money to the next. I'd be the one that was like, I love your energy. <laughs> right. I could literally see you being a shark. Yeah. And, and because I, I, I believe like you said earlier, it's not about making money so much as it's about helping somebody out. Yeah. And again, and, we all got to take care of ourselves, but if, right. if money motivates you, you're not going to get up in the morning. It's not, right. it's going to get hard. Trust right. me. Yeah, I, I do all of this because I love it. That's not right. because not because it's making me uh, rich by any stretch of the imagination, but because we tend to do things that we love because we're actually somewhat good at them, right? Like right. it's hard to love something that you just are absolute trash at. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't, I can't dunk a basketball, so I don't think I, you know, I'm not a big NBA guy. I don't blame you. Like, you know, that, yeah, same, you know? So, I mean, it's those type of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always say what I wasn't given in the ability to walk, yeah. I was given in the ability to talk. I knew you were going to say that it because rhymes. yeah. And because sometimes I don't know when to shut up either. <laughs> so wow. there's that. Well, listen, yeah. Athena, thank you so much, my friend for doing this. I know it's been uh, a crazy week for you and, and, to have you sit down with me for an hour is is uh, just phenomenal. And how often do you make it back to Rochester? Um, it you know, COVID's been weird because right. we haven't made it back that much. We were back um a, a couple months ago for like in and out one day. 
We're going to see, I, you know, my intention had been to come back in April. Um, my favorite hairdresser is in Rochester. I've had her since I was 15. She's like my favorite human, one of my favorite humans. Um, and so I'm like, Linda, I need to get my hair cut. And I never, I'm so bad at like personal maintenance, Dave. I'm just like, whatever. Like, right. I haven't done my nail. I don't care. Whatever. Take care of everybody else. That Well, and it's sort of like, again, I don't care. I'm just like, right. whatever it is, what it is. Right. But I was like hoping to come home in April so Linda could cut my hair. <laughs> well, listen, when you come Mother, home in April. We're not going home just so someone can cut your hair. Like, do you have any business there? Like, what do we? So we'll see. It might be, it might be closer to May, but I'm going to, I'll hit you up and we'll like, we'll hang Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll grab a drink or dinner or something and, yeah. and chat some more. This was great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen, you just saw a rock star in the making right <laughs> there. My friend Athena Kazvikis uh, was just on Shark Tank. Uh, look for her and her product and her brand that she's creating, uh, Behave Bras, uh, because it's going to be a name that you remember for a long time coming and that you're going to see out there and about. This was another episode of Wednesdays with Wheels. I sure hope we all enjoyed ourselves. We'll be back next week. We're fast approaching, ladies and gentlemen, fast approaching. 100 episodes. If you had told me that uh, two years ago when I started this during the pandemic, I probably would have laughed at you and said, there's no way we make it to 100. I don't know 100 people to talk to. And we're slowly creeping up on that. So that's a big milestone for me. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great rest of your night. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.